Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 12 of Revelation chapter 18. We're going to be reading verse 6. Reward her even as she rewarded you, and double unto her double according to her works. In the cup which she has filled, fill to her double. Well, uh, this verse begins with this word reward. Reward her even as she rewarded you. And the word reward is also translated... um, in English, uh, as render or pay. And let's just look at a few verses where this word is found. Uh, The first is Matthew chapter 16 and verse 27. It says, For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. And that's very similar to what we have in Revelation 18.6. Reward her, even as she rewarded you, and double unto her double according to her works. So reward her according to her works. And when when God makes mention of works, uh, what he has in mind is one of two things. It's either the work of Jesus Christ on behalf of that person, or it's the individual's own works, their own attempts at righteousness or at keeping the law of God to whatever degree they've been able to do that. And, of course, they've all um, been a failure. Their their works are, are not good enough. They're not perfect. And if you don't keep the whole law, then you're guilty of all. If, if you've broken it on any point, and anyone attempting to get right with God through their own works must do so perfectly in thought, word, and deed. And there is nobody who's going to do that. And, and that's why the Bible says, No man is justified in the sight of God by the law, or based on performing the works of the law. And so when Christ comes with his messengers... And, and at this time, he is here. The body of believers are with him, judging the world alongside of him. Then he shall reward every man according to his works. That is, he, he sees the works of the unsaved, and he uh, meets out the proper punishment based on their sinful works. It's language indicating the wrath of God. In Luke chapter 12, it says in verse 59, I tell thee, thou shalt not depart thence till thou hast paid the very last mite. And um, this is that little passage where God uh, encourages to agree with your adversary quickly while you're in the way with him, and he's the adversary. 
If not, then you'll be delivered finally to the officer, and the officer will cast thee into prison. And it's in prison that you will not depart until you have paid the very last mite. And the Greek word translated as paid is the same word that's um, translated as reward in uh, Revelation 18. It, it has to do with rendering payment for whatever is in view. Rendering, in some cases, tribute. As it says in Matthew chapter 22 and verse 21, they say unto him, Caesar's, when Jesus asked, whose is this image and superscription? Then saith he unto them, Render, and that's the word, render therefore unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's. So pay Caesar his tax. It's his image and superscription. It's his coin. Pay him the tax. And also pay unto God what God requires, and that is obedience to all of his commandments. And that's where man fails to uh, render unto God the things that are God's. And, and that's why God comes in judgment to satisfy the law. The law requires perfect obedience, perfect faithfulness to everything that it says. And man fails. He falls short of the glory of God. And, and every man has done this. All have sinned. So God then says, all right, you have broken my law, transgressed my law, and the, the penalty that the law demands is death. That is the payment. That is what you must render now unto the law in order to satisfy the law's demands for uh, all of your transgressions. And that's what's going on now. God is exacting payment from mankind. And finally, when he destroys every unsaved individual with a complete and utter annihilation, payment will be received by God. And, and um, it, it will have been rendered. Now in... Revelation 22, it's verse 12, but it's in the context with verse 11, so I want to read them both. In Revelation 22, verse 11, He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I come quickly... And my reward is with me. Now remember what, what we read of Christ's coming in that first verse in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 27. That Christ was coming there. And again, it said, For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels. And then he shall reward every man according to his works. So when he comes, his reward is with him. And to give every man according as his work shall be. So Matthew 22, verse 12, is talking about Judgment Day. Now you have some people, they're so desperate to 
get out from under the wrath of God to uh, divert attention away from the shut door on all the earth that they try to apply these verses to the church only. Yet, the language matches Judgment Day. And it's only on Judgment Day that the unjust and the filthy are filthy still. And the holy and righteous are holy and righteous still. Uh, You know, uh, as some people try to apply this to the church, well, it's not the case. When judgment was on the church, could someone filthy or unrighteous, could, could someone hurt or wronged, as these verses also indicate that, could they have... Um, change their condition or could God have wrought a change in them so that they would not be permanently unjust or permanently filthy and the answer is yes of course God still was saving people and and there were dirty rotten filthy sinners in the churches that were unsaved and and yet God led them out and he saved them outside of the church And it's only at the end of the day of salvation, when the door shuts, that at that point, everyone's spiritual condition is fixed. So Revelation 22, verses 11 and 12, have to do with the day of judgment. And verse 12 especially identifies with Christ coming with his rewards to give every man according as his work shall be. And again, the righteous, how are they righteous? By the obedience of one, many are made righteous. So it was the work of the Lord Jesus Christ that made them righteous. So here is your reward according to your work, which is actually the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And over here, well, you say you believe you accepted Christ, you um, uh, handed out a thousand tracts, you did this, you did that, and you say, Lord, Lord, but it is your work, and your work is not good enough, it's not sufficient, it's not entire, you, you have not kept the whole law. Therefore, since you have tried to get right with God through work, then and failed to maintain perfect works with all the law, you are guilty and you are filthy still, and that can never change now because the door of heaven is shut. And so here is your reward. It is to be put into the condition of death and hell for a period of time, very likely 1,600 days, and then... On the last day, you will be utterly destroyed forevermore when uh, the world is destroyed and, and so forth. And, and, uh, that's what these verses are pointing to. Well, um, we see that the word reward that God is using in Revelation 18.6, reward her, and he's speaking of Babylon, even as she rewarded you, because Babylon, or Satan's kingdom, was instrumental in bringing the judgment on the churches for the first part of the Great Tribulation. So now, reward her as she has rewarded you. It 
implies vengeance. And, and of course, God has said that vengeance belongs to him. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. But uh, let's just look at uh, a few places where God ties vengeance with rendering payment for sin. Beginning in Deuteronomy 32. Deuteronomy 32 and verse 41. If I wet my glittering sword and mine hand take hold on judgment, I will render vengeance to mine enemies and will reward them that hate me. So it, it's a similar usage in the Old Testament of reward and render as in the New Testament. God will render vengeance to his enemies. In Psalm 94, in the first couple of verses, it says, O Jehovah God to whom vengeance belongeth, O God to whom vengeance belongeth, show thyself. Lift up thyself, thou judge of the earth. Render a reward to the proud. And and that would be, of course, the wrath of God. In Jeremiah chapter 50, we have Babylon again in view. Jeremiah 50, verses 14 and 15. Put yourselves in array against Babylon round about, all ye that bend the bow. Shoot at her, spare no arrows, for she has sinned against Jehovah. Shout against her round about. She has given her hand, her foundations are fallen, her walls are thrown down, for it is the vengeance of Jehovah. Take vengeance upon her as she has done do unto her. And that is a very similar statement to Revelation 18.6. And yet God is adding the word vengeance. It is the vengeance of Jehovah. And then he's talking to his people. And he says, take vengeance upon her as she has done do unto her. Now we have to add a word of caution here. Because yes, we're in the day of judgment. And yes, God says that the saints are judging the world with him. But, however, the other laws of God have not been um, superseded or, or they have not been done away concerning the fact that we are not to judge our fellow man. There is one God and lawgiver, one judge, and it is eternal God. It is not us who are, who are just... Um, saved by by grace and and through mercy according to the work of the Lord Jesus Christ and we have much in common with our fellow man that is being judged because we're just as sinful and and in some cases more sinful than they are we don't deserve the the tremendous blessing that God has blessed us with of salvation it was nothing that we have done ourselves no work of any kind. It, it truly is undeserved, unmerited grace bestowed upon us all according to God's good pleasure. And, and so we, we never point the finger at any individual and say, um, well, you're 
under the wrath of God, you're being judged and we're pointing our finger at a person. No, no, but Babylon is a kingdom. Babylon is the kingdom of Satan, and it is sort of like the corporate church. Maybe this is a better way of explaining it. When God revealed, judgment was on the corporate body, the churches, then God's people shared that information, and and we let it be known that the Spirit of God has left the church, and Satan's Spirit has entered in. Now, many people felt judged by that information, but we weren't judging them individually or personally. We weren't pointing the finger at any uh, particular person. It, it's just information the Bible revealed concerning what God did with the corporate body, with all churches and congregations everywhere in the world. It was still possible at that time that that um, any individual could have left the church and God could have saved anyone as, from our perspective, as far as we were concerned, even the Pope. If the Pope would have departed out of the church and, and besought the Lord and cried out for mercy, well, it, potentially, in the day of salvation, any individual coming out of the church could have perhaps... Um, receive the grace of God, or a bishop, or a deacon, or an elder, or a pastor, or the individual uh, member of the congregation. It doesn't. It didn't matter at that point. It was just a matter of being obedient to the commandment of God to get out of the church, and from that vantage point outside of the church, it, where the latter rain was falling, you could then approach unto God. And perhaps God might save you because then you were in the arena where salvation was taking place. Well, now at this time, the judgment is on the kingdom of Satan, typified by Babylon, which includes the churches, which includes all the nations of the world, and and where God was saving outside the church during the the second part of the Great Tribulation with the latter rain, he is no longer saving. So now, in pronouncing the judgment upon Babylon, the kingdom of Satan, God's people are sharing that the door of heaven has shut to the nations of the world as it did to the church. God's people are sharing that God's Spirit has departed from the nations of the world insofar as salvation's concerned. And that is no longer taking place. There is no more evangelization uh, of the nations of the world because God has ended his salvation program. So we declare that, but but we're not pointing the finger at any one person or 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 any individual. We're just again saying what the Bible is allowing us to say concerning the judgment on the kingdom of Satan. And and that's where the vengeance of God's people is taking place. Satan took vengeance, or Satan was used as a tool to bring judgment on the church, 
And now God is taking vengeance upon him and his kingdom. And the people of God are partaking. We're sharing what the Bible says. And in so doing, we're taking vengeance upon her, Babylon, the entity that represents all of the unsaved, but we're not um, doing it against any individual person at all. Well, let's also look in Jeremiah 50, verses 28 and 29. It says, The voice of them that flee and escape out of the land of Babylon to declare in Zion the vengeance of Jehovah our God, the vengeance of his temple. Call together the archers against Babylon, all ye that bend the bow, camp against it round about, let none thereof escape, recompense her according to her work. And recompense is a word that fits in with uh, render and pay and and reward. It's the similar idea. Recompense her, again, Babylon, according to her work, according to all that she has done, do unto her, for she has been proud against Jehovah, against the Holy One of Israel. So, yes, there is to be vengeance. There is to be a rendering, a reward that is to be given to Babylon according to her works. And this rendering that the people of God are to involve ourselves in, this taking of vengeance, involves the declaration that God has ended his salvation program and is no longer saving sinners. And as as we share that information, then we are... Uh, fulfilling what God has in mind here with, with these commandments to take vengeance upon Babylon. Now just one other verse in Jeremiah 51 and verse 6, it says, Flee out of the midst of Babylon and deliver every man his soul. Be not cut off in her iniquity, for this is the time of Jehovah's vengeance. He will render unto her a recompense. Now all this language of vengeance against Babylon, it further helps to confirm, to strengthen the biblical evidence that when Babylon falls, when God turns his attention to Babylon to destroy it, that it is the final judgment of the world and not the judgment on the church. That actually, that's obvious, because why is God judging Babylon? Because Babylon destroyed his temple. And what does the temple typify? The temple typifies the church. Therefore, the judgment upon Babylon is a judgment against them because they destroyed the church. It's not a judgment upon the church. That doesn't make any sense. As God says in Jeremiah 51, verse 49, As Babylon hath caused the slain of Israel to fall, so at Babylon shall fall the slain of all the earth. And there it is again laid out for us, God's end time judgment program. First, 
I'll use the king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, my servant, to destroy Judah or Israel. Then, after they're finished, after they've accomplished that, I'll turn my attention to the king of Babylon and and Babylon itself, and I will destroy them. But notice it says, At Babylon shall fall the slain of all of the Babylonians. Doesn't say that. It says that Babylon shall fall the slain of, shall, at Babylon shall fall the slain of all the earth. And there it is stated very clearly for us. Yes. Isaiah 13, when it speaks of the burden of Babylon and then talks of um, the day of Jehovah's wrath and punishing the world for their iniquity. Oh, yes, that is when God is is causing the slain of all the earth to fall at Babylon. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.